happy Monday, everybody. May 9th, 2022, and welcome to episode number 312 of the study session. My gratitude and appreciation to you, you beautiful, beautiful studyings, yins guys. Today, I start the work of getting into the undrafted rookie free agents that the Steelers signed following the draft. Last week, I profiled all the draft picks. And today, we're going to talk about Mateo Durant. But again, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for being a supporter of the Steel Study, for listening, reading, and sharing my work. It truly does mean the world to me, so thank you for that. I would love to connect with you. We could do that one of three ways. You can comment directly on articles. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com. And you can also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Would love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Every Saturday, I do the Steelers Saturday Mailbag, in which I do just that. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. You drive the content. It is your show. You make it happen, so let's connect. And also, please be reminded of the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. Our podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. Jim and I recorded last week. We probably won't have a new episode until next week. But Wex is a GOAT, having covered the team since 1995. Super insightful and knowledgeable about your Pittsburgh Steelers. You don't want to miss it. It is linked in the show notes, so check it out. So, studyings, let's go. Mateo Durant, running back, probably the undrafted rookie with the most buzz around him. Running back out of Duke. He measures in. Measures in. Measures in at 5'11", 196 pounds. He's only 21 years old. So he's a younger prospect. In terms of excellent time speed, he has that. He ran a 4'38". It is pro day. And he was very productive at Duke. And Duke was not a good team when he was there. He played on some bad teams. But during his career... On 489 carries, he ran for 2,562 yards. And he also rushed for 18 touchdowns. In terms of the receiving game, he had 55 receptions for 480 yards, four touchdowns. So he can contribute as a passer. He has shown that in his collegiate work. And when you get into what this player has to offer in terms of his strengths. He's got decent long speed. You see that 4.38 number and you think explosively fast, but on film he looks fast, but not as fast as that time sounds, if that makes any sense. What he does excel at is accelerating and hitting his top speed rather quickly, which can be utilized in a zone running scheme because he can make a decision, cut, and go and pick up a big chunk of yardage. So that's what this player is. He can see and then bust that speed out, hit that top speed rather quickly, and break off a big play. As I mentioned, 55 receptions, 480 yards, four touchdowns during his collegiate career. He has excellent hands, so he can make contributions 
to a team in the receiving game. So that's another tool that he's going to bring to the Steelers. And we will look at the flip side in terms of where he struggles, where he needs to grow. At 5'11", 196, he's not a large running back. You can make the argument that he is a bit undersized, especially in the weight category. So he would need to bulk up a little bit. And along with that size, he's not a powerful runner who is going to move piles or be someone who could be relied upon in the short yardage game when a third down conversion is needed. That's not his skill set. And for as much of a one-cut runner accelerating the hit top speed that he is, he doesn't have great agility. So you're not going to see this guy making a lot of defenders miss. I don't want to call him a one-trick pony in terms of a running back. But that's kind of what he is. Sees the hole, makes the cut, and then off to the races. That's his That's his game. Now, does he have a legitimate chance to, to make the Steelers roster? That remains to be seen. If you look at that running back room right now, Najee obviously is your number one. There's no question about that. Behind him, you have Benny Snell, who has been okay, but nothing great. Anthony McFarlane has not done anything in his career, and I think it could be the end of the line for him if he doesn't produce something this training camp and preseason. You also have... Derek Watt at fullback. I'm just looking at the running back room as a whole. And then Connor Hayward is going to fit into that picture as well. So you could have a battle between Durant, Snell, and McFarlane. And maybe if Durant can produce and show that he's a quality runner, maybe he could supplant Benny Snell, or maybe he could supplant Anthony McFarlane. But he's going to have to really show something when the pads come on. You'll probably hear talk here in the next, or actually in this next week with rookie minicamp start, starting and then OTAs. Oh, he looks good in shorts and he's got a nice burst and good vision, all this stuff. But again, it's just football and shorts. It's exciting, don't get me wrong. But we're not going to know anything about this guy until the pads come on. But if he could be productive and if he could flash, he could. He could. Not saying he will. But he could, by all accounts and purposes, challenge Snell or McFarlane. So we'll have to see how that's going to play out. That's going to be a training camp battle to keep an eye on. He will definitely get a lot of carries. Historically, if you look at Tomlin in those preseason games, he likes to get those running backs who are on the bottom part of the roster a lot of carries. So they're going to see what he's able to do. And if he can flash and spark, just maybe he sneaks on 
to this roster. But again, there is a need for a compliment to Najee Harris. Benny Snell is a slower, less explosive version of Najee. Anthony McFarlane, for all the quicks and bursts that he has, hasn't shown anything. So maybe there is a place for Durant on this roster. Now, he's an undrafted rookie free agent for a reason. He doesn't really have a lot of versatility. So he's going to have to show that he brings value to this team and that he deserves a spot on this roster. And to me, the reason why I'm starting with him, he's probably the most interesting, fascinating signing because there is a need at this position for the Steelers. What are your thoughts? You think this guy could push Snell off the roster? You think he could push McFarlane off the roster? When the smoke clears, will he be RB3 or RB2? Can't wait till we find out. Tell you that much. And study it! Study and study and study and study it. My gratitude to you for joining me here today on episode number 312. This May 9, 2022. Hope you're having a great week so far on this Monday. Please continue to check out the study sessions this week. Probably going to do six days, Monday through Saturday. Not probably, I am. The Steelers Saturday Mailbag. Going to have a new Steel Study podcast available to you. Keep checking it out. We'll be wrapping up the written draft pick profiles with Chris Oladokin. And then you're going to find the written profiles on the undrafted rookie free agents. And just a point that I want to make, there's a difference in how I write the draft pick profiles and how I do the undrafted profiles. For the undrafted guys, I'm looking for more of the story on them, how they came up, what their defining trait is. So it's more of a narrative piece than it is analytical like it is for the draft selections. But check those out. Those are coming soon. Check out the podcast with Wex. It's linked in the show notes. And remember, on this marvelous May, Monday in May, May 9th, I don't know about you, but it rained all weekend this past week. It is sunny as all get out, and life is good. Have a great week. Love you guys. And I'll see you back here on another episode of The Study Session. Peace.